Okay, so here's the deal. As you guys know, I'm an IT guy. I've been running an IT firm for quite some time, but I too still get these scam emails, but unfortunately most of the times they call me on my cell phone. I don't get the luxury to be in the studio and have the ability to record the calls, but I luckily got an email notifying me that my um, Geek Squad service contract was about to expire. And so I thought, oh dear. I need to call those guys up. I mean, that's of most importance. So I'm just going through my email here to find Geek Squad. Here we go. Since you've enabled the automatic renewal. Okay. So apparently, the automatic renewal on my service contract is expired. Please wait while we connect your call. Hello? Yes, hello? Yes, hello. I got an email about my service contracts expiring. Yes, sir. What service contract is this? Okay, I believe you have received an email, and in the email you have read out the content. Uh, your software update and the antivirus services is going to expire, okay? Okay. And right now... The subscription has been expired, so you have been auto-renewed the subscription, okay, and $349 has been charged. How much? $349 has been charged. Well, I have a discrepancy here. In your email you sent me, you said $259. All right. Uh, maybe I'm forgetting the, like, amount. It's $259, right? That's correct. Okay. Okay, so I believe you want to continue the services or you want to... Well, I, I need to have my computer safe, correct? Yes. So it, you guys automatically renewed me. We're done. I don't need to do anything. Is that correct? Right. Okay, so I don't need to call you then, right? Well, what do yeah. we need to do to continue this? It's been continuing, sir. It's been already debited. Within 48 hours, uh, you'll be you know, the billing would be visible on your account. Okay. Okay. $249. Okay, fantastic. Yes. And what is this service for? This is a service for your computer protection. From Geek Squad? For your software update. Yes. I thought Geek Squad installed TVs. No. Geek Squad provides services. If you know uh, from the Best Buy, you can get the services, okay? Uh, and as you know that the Geek Squad provides all the computer services. And if you're a United States citizen, so you should know that, okay? Okay, what am I getting for this $259? You're getting a software update program and the antivirus, the Norton antivirus. For $259? Okay, yes. Interesting. Exactly. And can you tell me what card this bills to? It's a Visa card. What's the last four digits? 
I don't know. I am not bound to disclose any kind of financial information. Well, you emailed me and said give you a call, so I'm calling you. What do you need from me to give you that information? We don't need anything, sir. We simply told you that if you do not want to continue. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up? OG5. $349. Three forty nine dollars. I guess first we need to do this. Digital four ten productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Full disclosure, I meant to play the demo version that was only three minutes that we made for the public, Digitized but that was live actually from the Act Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your host Gordon and Don Abernathy. That was actually the full fifteen minute version. That the people on Patreon can see. That's why it was a little slower to start. And that's when I realized, hey, I looked, we're like three minutes into this. It hasn't gotten to the kicker yet. If so get- I'm not, I don't understand the scam because he says it's already been charged to your debit card and he doesn't need any information. <laughs> well, see, that's the whole rub is he was trying to feel me out to see if I was trying to get one over on him. Because the email itself, you know, it was allegedly from Geek Squad saying that my service contract had expired. Now, obviously, as an IT guy, why would I need to hire Geek Squad to provide me with IT services? This is good. And, and what did that email address actually read? Um, it basically said your uh, service contract is about to renew for $269. If you have any questions, please contact us, Geek Squad, at this phone number. No, I mean the actual email address. Oh, I, it's in Who my, was it from? It, it's It's... It claims to be from Geek Squad, but clearly it wasn't. Um, but I end up, I, I get the guy so frustrated, he complains, why am I playing with his mind? Why uh, are you playing with my mind? I'm not getting anything away. In the preview version online, you'll hear a dog barking in the background, which I I question his ability to have a dog in a call center, and he said he's, he's allowed to. And then after driving him completely insane, and before he breaks down and starts cussing at me, he said he wants to take a nap. And he wants me to let him go so he can sleep. To which I reply, "You can take a sleep in your call center." And he's like, "Yes, I have a, I have a cot in my office." It's- stay on the line, I, but but tech guy, I need you to stay on line just a little second so your place can get raided for fraud. Yeah, I was. Uh, there's a part where I was trying to get him to to take me to their website because usually what they do is they use a um, program called AnyDesk, and and mm-hmm. how this rub really works is if you call up and you play along, and he thinks you're an old person. What I'll say is, what they're expecting you to do to answer your question, Gordon, is is to dispute the funds, right? To dispute mm-hmm. the charges. And at that point, what he'll do is have you go to any desk, right? And then right. he'll log in your computer and he'll pull up a website that looks like a bank. Because I've seen videos on YouTube, other people doing this. And what they'll do is I'll have you get this fake website that looks like a bank. And then they'll show, they're going to... Uh, put the funds back in your account and they do that by changing the code in the Google Chrome and editing it on the fly in live time to make it look like they're and long story short, what they're doing is they're watching you log into your bank account and uh, getting all your information and then having what, what they'll do is say, whoops, we accidentally transferred you $600. We're going to need you to transfer, you know, 329 of that back. And what, so, you know, you're thinking, they're pretending like they're going to charge. Nothing got transferred anywhere. Exactly. It's it's the old it's the digital version of the old uh, twenty dollars switcheroo. If anybody's yeah. ever worked in a gas station, 
at least back in the day, they'll come in and they'll say, oh man, I don't have change for a 50, get, um, you know, 50 or, you know, a hundred and they'll do, and you'll give them the change and they'll say, oh crap, I forgot to do this. Can you give me change for this uh, 20 instead? And then, and what they're doing is they're doing it real quick and they're actually slide at hand and they're stealing money from the pile. So at the end of the day, you're actually giving them more money uh, than you actually did because while you're breaking the, the 10 and getting them fives, oh crap, can you give me five ones? They're doing this whole, and that's basically the digital equivalent of that. They're saying, oh, well, you've called the dispute this charge that we're automatically charging to your card. Uh, we accidentally transferred you $345 back or $600 back instead of the 249 so we're going to need you to send us the overage back. And it's just a new, you know, that stuff's been going around for years. They used to do it with hard checks. They would send yeah, you hard checks and all that stuff. And so it's it's just another way to get the, the they're scamming, you know, poor rubes. Yeah. I, I tried to record try. one tonight. I should, I should do version of that, but I need to talk real slow and, and just fumble through everything and, and really drag it out like I'm a legitimate elderly person who's barely capable and and really seems like or they'll just get tired and hang up yeah and that one worked well because they actually emailed me the phone number i get like i had one tonight i tried to record the the big scam from amazon now they call you and say they noticed a charge someone bought an iphone for full retail out of ohio for fifteen hundred dollars they want you to call and do the whole thing and um i tried to record it tonight but by the time i got into the studio and get my phone near microphone that it hung up but I'm hoping uh, to get some more of those. But if you guys want to see that full video, or if you enjoy the audio format, I uploaded just the audio is basically the recent version of the OG5 podcast. Go head over to D-410, click on the Patreon link. If you're doing it from your mobile app or your phone, you got to scroll down to the bottom. It's a dollar a month. And for a dollar a month, you can get access to things like that, the OG5 podcast and the exclusive videos we upload. And it's just, you know, it's, it's worth it for everybody around. And it's just, it'll help us out here help us you know, continue to grow the network, help us continue to get better cameras and stuff for our YouTube channel and all the way around. So if you guys are, if you're new to here, and I know we got a lot, of, picked up a lot of uh, YouTube followers over the last few days. They're carrying over from my, my TikTok explosion. Over the last, oh, I don't know, week and a half, I've gotten probably a, close to a thousand new TikTok followers um, because my Very World good. War II content's been blowing up. And so um, some of those guys have actually come track down my YouTube channel. So if you're new on the YouTube and you're watching this, thank you so much. And we never say this, and I guess we need to say this more. You can get this, the audible version of this podcast. Yes, you can get it at d-410.com, but you can also get it at anywhere the podcasts are available, whether it's iTunes, Google, Spotify, Spotify. Stitcher, iHeartRadio. If you have one of those um, Roku TVs with iHeartRadio built into it, you can listen to us on your Roku TV in the background. Um, and so it's easier to listen to your car. You don't have to dig through your documents and all that stuff. But if you want to download it from our website, that's great. But if you download it from the app and you play it through the app, it kind of gives us more, I don't want to say ratings, but credit because then the apps will see more and more people playing our podcast and then they'll suggest it to other people, thus kind of giving us a little bit of free promotion, not a whole hell of a lot, because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but our Facebook traffic has gone through the floor and, um, and we, and we've talked about this in the past. Um, by no means is 1500 followers on my D train page a lot. Um, but it hasn't grown because, and even with our what's in your head podcast page, we got like 500 followers. We'll go and post something. And now this 500 followers, Facebook shares it with 12 of you, unless I pay money. And so the Facebook track, Facebook, actually this was on my list of shit. And we can segue into this. I've been hearing a lot of, um, uh, paid for commercials on, um, Pandora and on TV, 
I think Facebook kind of finally realizes that their app is dying and there's an exodus. And so these paid ads are actually pushing the Facebook group side. They're I don't the th- business suite. Well, not only that, but like the groups, like let's say you're part of a stamp collector group and yeah. you know how you go on the side panel says my groups. Mm-hmm. They're focusing more on that. I think Facebook in the future is going to get away from the independent timeline. Here's some photos of my kids. Here's reaching out to my classmates because fewer and fewer people sign up for Facebook. I think their whole advertising campaign and the whole aspect of in the future, they're going to be focusing more and more on the quote unquote, my groups because people are just going to other platforms. One, I think 2020, 2020 had a lot to do with that and the election and all that. Uh, Facebook got very political, much like Twitter. Sounds like they're headed down the road of um, MySpace. It's funny. Somebody put a TikTok video up and they said, um, if TikTok's the new Instagram, then that makes Instagram the new Facebook. And if that makes Facebook, that would make Facebook the new MySpace. But what does that make MySpace? To which I reply, well, you're too young to remember, but that would make MySpace, MSN Communities, or Yahoo GeoCities. That's right. They were, the term wasn't out there. The term wasn't out there, but they were the first forms of social media. Wasn't uh, AOL actually the number one? Well, that was the messenger. But what Yahoo GeoCities and MSN Community and AOL may have had a platform, I just didn't use it. But basically, MSN Communities was a web browser-based thing mm-hmm. that if you knew how to use front page, you had to have a little bit of a web design skill to use their tool. But it was it was built around their their messenger, just like Facebook has a messenger. And on there, it would show your friends on your messenger app and just like Facebook does. But, and you could put up, make a page if you knew how to use front page or even Microsoft Word where you have photos and background colors and all that stuff. And it was the precursor to MySpace. But yeah, everything's ebbs and flows. And, and it's so hard to put out the work and effort we do and post stuff on Facebook not to have anybody see it. So it's like, I'd rather aim my you know, all my attention and efforts to a platform that's not that money hungry yet. I mean, I've only been on TikTok since last year. And this morning, I just hit 6,000. Well, I was at 6,000 last night. I'm already at 6,100 today because my videos are blowing up. And so as much as I love our Facebook audience, the fact that Facebook doesn't want you guys to see my content unless I live stream it. And even that they don't share with everybody. It's like I still try to post to Facebook, but chances are you guys don't see it. And I and I look, I get it. Facebook started doing us because, you know, we all have like 10,000 things we liked. And if they showed everything on your timeline from every page you liked, it would take you two weeks to scroll through today's stuff. And so what happens is over a while with their algorithm, if you don't reply or physically type on a post, they think you're not interested. And so they just stop sharing. And after a while, people forget because they're already seeing stuff. But I don't know about you, but my timeline, there's not much to look at on there anymore. And I know it has a little bit of a reflection of the people I follow, but still, I mean, I don't know. I actually checked how much time I spend, and it's less than 20 minutes a day on Facebook. Yeah. It's it's at the bottom. Now, I made a mistake this weekend, so I started a Mr. Oliver the Cavi Instagram page. What's up, Morgan Long checking in? What's up, Mom checking in? How's that going? Uh, it's going good except i decided to link it to my facebook page and then it changed all my freaking information to my stuff yep and i'm trying to find how to unlink it and unsync it i think i did but it won't let me change my birth date to his yeah well you only how many followers does it have is it easier just to he's actually building followers because i started following a bunch of little cavaliers and they're following back i was trying to get carrie to do that i don't want to do it for bailey because i mean i already have 
Speaking of Facebook, I have D-Train, At Computers, Southwest Florida World War II, What's the Scuttlebutt, the What's in Your Head podcast, the Fail to Fail podcast. Then I have an At Computers and D-Train Twitter account. Then I have an At uh, D-Train Instagram account. And then I have, yeah, it's it's like I don't need a building, not to mention two YouTube channels, a YouTube channel. And now they got, uh, there's allegedly the new alternative to Facebook's an app called Swipe, but to me it's more like Instagram. And so it's like, do I really want to try to build a swipe audience? Is that going to be the big one in the future? It's just like, it's just too much goddamn work to, to build a brand. It's like right now. And the thing is too, I've been on YouTube for years now. Granted, I took probably three or four years off. And so that, that audience that I had, my shit don't show up on their timeline because, right. um, I, it was dormant for so long. But I mean, even our, our YouTube's under 400 and you can't, you don't get monetized on YouTube until you get to a thousand. Well, on TikTok, they don't have monetizations like that, but they have what they call the TikTok creator fund. And so mm-hmm. once you get the 10 grand, you're eligible for getting that where they basically pay you for the videos and how many views it gets. And so right now, out of all my social media, I'm closer to getting monetized on TikTok than I am anywhere else. So right now I'm kind of putting all my eggs in that basket, just trying to get the 10, which I might be able to do with the, the head of steam I have rolling. Cause once again, I was at 5,000 last week. I gained a thousand followers over the weekend. And so I'm kind of just right now putting all my eggs in that basket just to try to get a little bit of something going. I mean, you won't get rich off that, but hell, if I can make 50 bucks a month, that's better than nothing at this point. Right. Absolutely. And speaking of uh, YouTube, I did, post a new video on analog 410 if anybody wants to cruise over there i am going to copy that one over to digital 410 bailey just did a superman off my lap and landed on the printer did you um, check it out yeah <laughs> was that an unexpected intro yeah that's a, that's a that's a good one um little oliver doing his thing but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start doing little crossover stuff i'm actually getting together with some other people here in town trying to do crossover stuff but enough of the shameless plugs and all our social media thank you guys for hanging out with us um real quick we're still taking email addresses i'm gonna get with larry ventrino um i think instead of doing like two of these a month maybe we'll do once a month so it's not get a little overkill not basically um taking advantage of their niceness as far as giving us free tickets but we're still collecting names so if you guys want to have a chance to get on the guest list for the next digital 410 laughing comedy cafe night of comedy email us at info at d-410.com. And even though I just said all the things I said about Facebook, we still do check the app daily, and I do try to post to it. So if you send us messages to the Facebook app, we will get it that way. So if you can't remember our email address, you can send us your name and just say, hey, I want to get on the guest list uh, to our Facebook pages or my Instagram page, etc. And we'll try to get you guys on the list. Morgan Long says, nice shirt. Yeah, you got the same one. Um, Just sent it yep. out to you in the mail. There you go. Hey, oh, you uh, just went before green. we go into... Next wow. story, could you play um, the uh, Tom McDonald drop? I don't know if you're looking at your phone, but you're green. Oh, you just got your color back. Yeah, are we already getting into that, or are we going to try to uh, not scare everybody? No, this is a little different story. Okay, yeah, because, um, yeah, here we go. Hi, my name is Tom McDonald. Welcome to the show. If you are easily offended, then you probably, probably should go. go. Is what Disney evidently needs is now put in front of the Muppets. Are the Disney, Muppets controversial now? Disney has war- is now warning viewers that some episodes of the Muppet shows feature negative depictions <laughs> and mistreatment of people or cultures. Oh, Jesus. So, 
There we go, guys. Stan still has my box set, but I lent him a couple years ago my box set of the golden era of Looney Tunes. And on there, on the package and at the beginning of when you fire the box set up, it has a disclaimer, pretty much about the same thing, but then it says to pretend that these episodes didn't happen. They took actually took a very retrospective and, and appropriate a, uh, angle to it. It said something along the lines of the, to, to get rid of these episodes or pretend they never happened would to be to ignore or acknowledge the standards of whatever, you know, how we treated cultures back then. And so they basically took it as a learning moment instead of trying to, to uh, blackball it altogether. Well, and here's, here's what it says. And it's a very similar approach this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then, and they are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Disney is committed in creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of human of the human experience around the globe. To learn more about how stories have impacted the society, visit www.disney.com slash stories matter. Well, that is there. That is their disclaimer. Well, right now, whoever works over at production for me, TV is get working overtime. Um, it's come to some people's attention and then they had to put out a press release. Uh, me TV, which I think was used to be, I don't know if it's an affiliate of WCN, but it, I know it's, or what was it, the Chicago station for the longest time. It was, um, anyhow, it's WGN now, but I think they may also be the affiliate of me TV. Cause I know it broadcasts out of Chicago. Um, basically they're going through all, for those who don't know me TV or my TV, whatever the hell it's called. They show like a lot of stuff from the sixties and seventies. Um, a lot of eighties stuff. And it first came to light when people noticed that they were blurring out a poster on Richie Cunningham's bedroom wall during Happy Days. Mm -hmm. And I guess people did some research and found out that on his wall, they had Daytona 500 race poster, but it had a Confederate flag on it. And so now due to the places we're at nowadays, they put out a press release saying, yeah, they're going through all their archives and visually blurn out anything from all the shows from the 60s, 70s, and 80s that could be potentially abrasive or offensive to any of the cultures. And so whoever's job that is, he's spending hours and hours watching I, I think old footage. Um, he's going to be really busy on every episode of Dukes of Hazard because every cop car, everybody thinks it's just the General Lee. But well, every, the General Lee itself. Well, the General yeah. Lee, but not only the General Lee, but every license plate on the front of every cop car had the Confederate flag on the front of it. So they're going to replace the uh, Confederate flag with American flag? The probably just it'd be easier just to orange it out, just to blot it yeah. out, just do the whole roof orange. Yeah, that's probably what they'll do. I don't know. I think they're doing a disservice. Uh, um, and I know this can lead into the next topic, but it just uh, there's too much. God, it's like we're man. I I'm trying to be very careful here. It's uh, it's it's like the certain groups are, you know. I look at people as people. Humans, are humans. I don't care. People are people, so don't why care, can't it be? Uh, you know what you is it that Martin Luther King yeah. said? And I'm gonna and I'm gonna paraphrase. 
it's, uh, you don't like, had it's a not dream. about the color of somebody's skin, but it's about the uh, content of the character. The content of their character. And, and that's where I stand. And the fact of the matter is, is uh, the certain groups who seem to be really running the narrative right now are probably causing more harm than good. Actually, I will say they are because they are labeling everybody and putting everybody and everything into a certain category. And here's are, the thing. Here's the thing. And Gordon and I were talking about this earlier. I mean, I was wanting to get a guest on the show to confirm my suspicions and maybe will for the next episode. I think if you were to go into the communities of um, other demographics, you would find none of them talking about any of this shit. All this is being put on by Hollywood, the media, and corporations. I don't think anybody in any minority community or even in other countries are talking about this shit. I don't even think it impacts them. Sure, there's a handful, one or two, just like there's a handful of white people in white communities saying dumb shit. But this this newly developed open war on, let's be honest, white folk. I don't think, I don't think people in the black community are talking about this shit. I don't think it affects them. I think this is being pushed by people with a narrative, especially people in politics, uh, people in the media, and people in fucking corporations. But we'll get into a little bit more of that later because we got to talk about Coca Cola uh, and everything else. And, and to tie that in with uh, one Mister Barnard Hess. In the uh, and what he has come out with, and it sounds like possibly he's teaching kids in New York. So, as we were talking about, my TikToks have been blowing up, and I've been spending a lot yep. of time on TikTok. And I used to follow Michael Rappaport, but his, his shit got a little crazy around it right around the end of the Trump presidency. And once again, I went to TikTok to try to get away from all that crap, so I stopped following him. But he showed up on my For You page with I, I, I don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's his son. If he's not a son, he's riding around town with a young boy in the front of his car. I'm just assuming it's a son. And they have like two or three TikToks where they're posting the shitty ass, horrible, anti-Semitic, just the most grotesque fucking comments that people are sending his kid and his private yeah. messages. And they're calling people out, which is fucking fantastic. But then I saw one that made me question, is it going a little too far? Because now it's almost taking culture, uh, the cancel culture away from people in the public eye and now going after private citizens, but not only private citizens, but kids. And there's one where this little shit dick asshole, this little, this little punk ass kid sent his Michael's son, a horrible anti-Semitic fucking comment. And basically it has to do with gas chambers and all this shit. And so they put it up on TikTok, which I'm fine with, but in this particular TikTok, they're laughing saying hey when you go to school tomorrow mr and they called him out by name they said what middle school he goes to what city it's in because they they tracked him down and they're talking about how they went as far as calling his principal to let his principal know what he's doing on the internet and expect to get um a rep um uh, in trouble when he goes to school tomorrow they're going to call him down and they're laughing and i'm like okay well this is fine but you're doxing the kid not even that but how what is the school's true responsibility? Now, it's I not, get it. It's the parents. I get it if you have two students at the same school cyberbullying because that can blow up at the school. That can That's, affect the kids. Yes. That cyberbullying could perpetrate the real life. It could expand and turn into real life bullying because now this kid is getting made fun on the internet. All his classmates are making fun of him and his life is a living fucking hell, right? But mm -hmm. how much responsibility is it of a principal to 
go and talk to one of his students for something his students doing outside of school after hours to a kid in a different fucking state. This isn't something that's going to, you know, happen at school. This isn't going to turn into a fight. This isn't going to turn into rumors. And I guess the answer is, well, when a celebrity calls you and demands you do something, you have to do something. But it's like, I mean, it's a little crazy that you're going, you, you get a shitty, horrible comment to your kid and you go as far as tracking the kid who set it down on the fucking internet, finding you're what school he it. goes to, and then contact his principal. And by, it too fucking far. And by the way, too Michael, far. I get it. I'm a parent too. But he's older. He's from our generation. Whatever happened to fucking snitches get stitches? Yeah, especially somebody who's got the image of Michael Rappaport. Yeah, he was a Billy fucking badass. He was the the one, you know, the Anglo that came up in the African-American community. He did all the... Okay. Is this where you get in trouble? No, no it's, it's a real-life example. Okay. Maybe it's my old-fashioned ways aren't ready for today's kids. Um, Nugget was getting, catching some shit from one of the girls at school. And, uh, they were giving her grief in her class in front of the other kids to which I told her, tell that girl to shut the fuck up in front of everybody to which Carrie didn't uh, agree Obviously, with that because yeah, she's, she's a school her. teacher. And Correct. she said, no, you can't do that. You got to tell them to leave you alone and to stop harassing you. Well, that's fine on paper. And I agree with that, but being somebody who grew up with a learning disability, being somebody who transferred from the poor side of town to an upper middle class side of town in sixth grade, I was that kid. And I was in a classroom full of those kids. And if you were nice enough and said, don't bully me or leave me alone, that shows weakness and they triple fucking down on you. Yes, they do. Oh, what are you going to do? Cry? But if you step up and get up in their grill, which I know Nugget has it in it because she stood up to me before and say, leave me the fuck alone, you might scare them and make them back to fuck down. But yes, there is the risk that she runs of getting in trouble herself, which I would stand by her decision because we've already gone to the school about it and nothing has happened. It just so happens to be this little punk kid who's doing it. Uh, we know her grandfather. Through mutual, mutual acquaintances. So we went down that route, which that just came to school. Nugget's a tattletale. Don't do yep. anything to her because she'll go to your... And so I, I said, okay, enough is enough. Tell this chick in front of everybody to shut the fuck up or you're going to punch her in the mouth. But that's not the appropriate way to, to go about it. I get it, but at a certain point, if the school doesn't do anything and you're trying to be diplomatic about it at one point the only thing bullies back down from is people standing up in their fucking grills so we're not allowed to draw a line in the sand anymore is that what you're saying <laughs> no because she could get in trouble because of the zero tolerance even though she's the one getting bullied if she were to stand up for herself and smack this girl in the face then she's going to get kicked out of school she's going to end up in the fucking rap sheet and be the bad person even though we've done everything in our power to to swell this Remember in Grove City High School, what was the famous line between two people? But, but my point is, sorry, but my, the whole Michael Rappaport thing, it's just kind of, I get it, you're a parent. But as a grown-ass man, to go crying to the principal of a student you don't even know because he sent your kid a horrible fucking shitty message on line. Okay, you're a celebrity, Michael. You're in the public eye. You know better than anybody, if you're going to put yourself in that place, you better have a thick skin and be prepared for shitty comments. And learn to ignore them. If your kid is going on TikTok 
and advertising that he's the son of a celebrity and trying to build an audience, you need to take this as a learning moment and say, okay, look, these are hurtful things. These are fucking horrible statements. But if this is what you want to do, this shit, it comes with, it comes with the fucking, the party. Territory. It yeah. comes with the territory. Um, we can block the kids. Let's just block them. Somebody sends you a shitty comment, block them. You won't see it anymore. But now you're still in, okay, what you do is, right, we use our resources, we track the fucking people down, and we try to cancel them. This kid's in middle school. You contact his, his principal. What if he's 18, works at McDonald's? You contact his boss? Oh, people are going to, absolutely, and I'm sure that's happened, too, is to go right after somebody's employer. Yeah. And and that's just, it goes back to me saying, you know, my comment about, I believe that our as a nation, we're beginning to operate on too much soft emotion. Well, that, and that's kind of a good lead into our next little clip I have. Um, you know who Dave Ramsey is? I do. He's a financial advisor. Yes. The bucket strategy. Yes. Um, trying to find the clip. I, well, I'll just add a new one again. I know where it's at. So he was on Fox news, which is a big strike against him to begin with. Right. <laughs> Right, no, if he's on Newsmax, it'd be even worse. Yeah, but they were they had him on there because they he, he's a financial advisor, and that's mm-hmm. what he's, you know, and he, he even said in the clip that you know, look, I've been bankrupt before. But first, they started talking about how um, Biden, which he's getting a lot of blowback from his supporters. One of his um, election promises was to write off student loan debt, at least the the finan- the, the federally backed student loan debt. Student loan. I guess that'd be your Sally Mays and all that crap. Yeah. And then he came out and said, "Well, I don't want to do it for over fifty thousand, whatever, because that's just helping out rich people and not." But anyhow, and so they're asking Dave Ramsey about, you know, what his opinion is on that. And then they asked, "So, well, what do you think the stimulus check, the next stimulus check we get, if we were to get one, what do you think is a valuable, what is a worthwhile?" amount for this check and this is what he said and then after saying this of course twitter went all the twitter and they're trying to cancel him what do you believe is the right number or the right answer for a for the next stimulus check well i don't believe in a stimulus check because if six hundred dollars or fourteen hundred dollars changes your life you were pretty much screwed already you got other issues going on uh you have a you have a career problem you have a debt problem you have a relationship problem you have a mental health problem something else is going on if six hundred dollars changes your life and that's not talking down to folks i've been bankrupt i've been broke and i work with people every day who are hurting i love people i want people to be lifted up but this is again it is it is just political rhetoric and it's just throwing dollars out there it's peeing on a forest fire it's absolutely ridiculous and i imagine that that does not work <laughs> as i visualize it Dave Ramsey. <laughs> and so as you can suspect what he said got turned into something that wasn't supposed to be and now he's a horrible person here's another sign of fox news being you know blind yada 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 but you and i kind of had not in those words but we had a similar kind of um discussion back when the first check came out we said look there's two types of people in the world there's the type of people that you want to get that check and cool that's 500 towards this credit card or towards this bill and then there's the people well, actually three people then there's the younger cats that says sweet now i can afford me a playstation 5 that's cool 
and they'll go out and drop it on PlayStation 5. And then there's the smaller few who actually, you know, that will make a huge impact. A, yeah. a, a huge momentary impact. Now, look, I get it, especially coming out of pandemic. That $500, it won't change your life per se, but it would be nice. Okay, now I get caught up on last month's car payment that I'm behind on because I had to buy groceries because now you can't go to the grocery store for less than $300 fucking dollars. So, yes, it does help people in a temporary moment. But what he was saying is true, that if it if that money is a huge, huge it's like winning the life change, that 600 bucks. Then what else is going on? And and how did you get to the point you're at now, minus the pandemic? Because before the pandemic, you may have been struggling, as it were. And yes, I've been there. You know that. Yep. You've been there. You know. That. I'm still there. But <laughs> but um, the 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 important the interesting thing he said was relationship problems. Now he's mm-hmm. he that covers a lot of ground. And basically, what he's saying is like if. $600 is going to change your life. That's something that your brother and your sister could both kick you at 250 bucks to help you out. But if, if those people aren't around to help you, then clearly you have relationship problems or this and that. And that it's, it's kind of true, but it, even if it's not true, is that something you go and try to get somebody canceled for? Cause he said something that struck home and affected you personally, because apparently what he said applies to you. He held the mirror up to you. And that's exactly it. And once again, I would look full disclosure. If I, if I were to get a, one of those checks in the mail right now, it would help me with paying some credit card bills off or, you know, make, Hey, sweet. And I can kick us to my car payment next month. And then I can pay. But once again, it's not like it's not going to pull you out of fucking debt by any way, shape or form. And it's not intended to the stimulus checks are supposed to help you with, okay, take the burden off of not being able to, okay. Making the choice between, do I pay my car payment or my, or, and not my cable and my credit card bill. You know, it's supposed to just help kick you up past this month. It's not supposed to be a life changing thing. Exactly. And, and, and one of the ones we keep missing is the, uh, the, the moratorium on the rent is to help maybe, and that's the problem. So the moratorium has, has caused some issues. I know out here, there's been a lot of stories where, Hey, there's people who go to work every day still. And they said, you know what? I'm not paying my rent, but if they're legitimate, Hey, this could help me get closer to not being thrown out as soon as the moratorium. And it shows that I'm giving a good faith effort and trying to take this money and put it into my housing. I understand it 100%. But if you're out there just to buy some 22s for your uh, 18 year old fucking um, civic. Yeah. Right. You know, you may want to circle back, circle back. Mm -hmm. Can't use that term anymore. You may want to take a look, you know, at your decision-making. I tell you what, if I was in my twenties and I got the stimulus money, I have new snowboards. <laughs> well, the, the and not pay my bills. That's the infrastructure's the in place. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to pay. We're going to give you twelve hundred bucks, but we're not going to send you in cash. Go to our website and choose how you want that money allocated. We can send it to you in an EBT card if you need groceries. Cool. Mm-hmm. If you're wanting to buy clothes for your kids, um, choose to locations where you buy clothes and we'll send you a Kohl's card and a whatever card. Mm -hmm. If you need to pay your rent, 
simply put in your landlord's information here and how much of it you want allocated to pay your rent and things like that. If they're truly wanting to do this to help people out and that may, you know, and that, and that would have a definitely have a better long-term impact. So you and I have a, unfortunately we can get a pretty crappy view of people and their decisions. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see an actual study on where this money went with most Americans, but how much of you think went to drugs and alcohol? Depends on the age. I think if you're between the ages of 18 and 25, a, a lot of it. Or, or it depends on the, um, the addiction and how, how much, like an older person, if, if they're just wrapped up in it, right? Well, of course, but I think that number goes down because I think we, we can acknowledge the fact that there's less um, people who spend a majority of their money on booze and drugs between the ages of 35 and 70 because the majority of those people who do are fucking either homeless already. You know, we have enough of a middle of an upper lower class, a middle class and an upper class to show that those numbers go down greater than, you know, when you're living with your parents and you're 18 to twenties and you're not so much relying mm -hmm. on your income to maintain. So I can buy a lot of lottery tickets and, and the, and the, and the numbers already out there because who does Madison Avenue go after? What is the key demographic? If whether you're in the radio business, you're in Hollywood business, you're in the music making business, 18 to 30, you're selling clothing, you're selling skateboards, 18 to 30, because those are the people who have expendable income. Those are the people who have the money to quote unquote throw away on your music, your clothing, your shoes, your CDs. That's why that is the demographic that everybody goes after. That's why that's the demographic that the politicians go after because those, that is the, the, the fools who spend their money and older people like us, we don't matter because we spend our money on bills and food and car mm -hmm. payments. And then if we have time to go see a comedy show or go out to a concert back when we had them. I tell you what. So you, as we all know, I got to quit saying so. Um, well, it's I better live in than the, Sin the, City. It's better than the um, alternative. Which that was featured in a, a video channel we fired follow recently. Um, I go to a 7-Eleven every once in a while to get some coffee. Is that the one where Dweezy sits outside from Count's Custom yeah. and bumping his 12s all day yep, long? Yeah, that's, that's the one. Well, talk about bad decisions and people who may have an addiction problem. It doesn't matter what day I go. It could be two days a week. It could be one day a week. It could be three days a week. There are always the same fools at the slot machines. Yes, our 7-Elevens have slot machines. One guy drives an ADT van. He comes in every day. I saw him go right to the um, – he, he looked like he was in a hurry too. Like he's on the clock. Hey, man, I've got oh much, mm -hmm. only this much time. Lady in front of him at the ATM machine, which is interesting. Out here, the ATM machine has to be, I think, at least 20 feet away from the <laughs> – because because yes, 20 feet is the science that shows one may change their mind about their life choices exactly. i you know i anyway. took out 150 dollars, paid the three dollar service fee but by the time i got the 18 feet i changed my mind and kept so on he, he's in there i don't know how much he pulled out I'm going or to maybe no you know what you know why that is right exactly. it forces people get to get up legs. they can't just do this and pull cash out. And cash out li a liability issue. Yeah. So they, they can't just sit there on. and just have a conveyor belt between their ATM machine and the slot machine. So this guy's getting impatient, but I've seen him there every day. I don't know how much he pulled out. I want to just say 20. 
just because that's usually the minimum, right? And that's the so, one. That's probably the one, the closest uh, slot machine on his route that he can spend the most time at during his thirty-minute lunch his break. Way to, I think this is pre-work. Oh, okay. Because so that's between his house. Six a.m. in the morning. Yes. That's between his house and his work, and his lady has Life three hundred and sixty on his phone, and so she knows, and he probably, oh, I just stopped there and eat breakfast and talk to my friends, but he's actually on the one slot machine. And then there's another guy there that looks totally like he fell out of PokerStars.com. Sunglasses, He's always got the glasses on, the gold chain, you know. And it's just like, holy cow. (laughs) That's got to be the depressing thing about living in Las Vegas is just seeing all these people with the fucking habit. It doesn't. Well, it it, it could. If I let it bother me, it wouldn't. But I don't have them. So I'm just like, eh. We had the video slot machines down here for a while. And they outlawed them. But then they found a a loophole and basically what it was, it's not a game of chance. Um, basically what it is, is the computer program basically has an algorithm stating that someone is going to win X, X amount of times out of Y amount of spins. And so it's guaranteed win, but it's randomized. And so it's still technically a game of chance, but in order to get the, and so we have these quote unquote Vegas night casinos, they're just basically terminals with Linux computers and they're running web-based apps. Um, and you see a lot of old cats going in there and just throwing their money down the fucking shitter. These are a lot of young cats I've been seeing. Out there, of course, but here it's not. It's it's the, it's the older cats. Yeah, they got a little bit extra, uh, a little bit of extra Skrilla to, to get rid of. Do, 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 What's on your mind? I'm going to go ahead and kick off this week's um, TikTok lesson of the week because I don't think we did one last week. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Now, y'all, I've been giving a lot of thought to this Carhartt debacle, and I think I've reached one conclusion. I think they're just going to have to start a new clothing line. I think we're going to have to have two different ones so we can tell who's who. I think they need Carhartt and Bless Your Heart. You know, and our slogans could be like, calluses, common sense, car heart. And then it could be like, here's a better beanie, bless your heart. I think that'll work. Now, y'all, I've been giving a lot of thought And this, this has been the What's In Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, Carhartt, which was previously the world of the construction worker and the farmer, due to uh, TikTok, is now becoming the latest. Oh, let's just for us old folk. Remember when Starter was the big thing in the '90s, in the late '80s. Champion now. Yeah. So instead of wearing like football, and it's primarily the uh, sock hats, or uh, some people. We can we still say beanie, or is that kind of racist? Because that one's a gray area right now. Because the term came from the Hispanics who wore it in California. Which I never knew this until I went to. Well, I, I didn't moved, know that until you just said it. Well, so. I never knew it because we grew up in Ohio. And we called them beanies. But when I moved to California, right, and I was in school for computers, uh, there was a Hispanic cat in my class who was in the Marine Corps, and he already knew all this stuff. But his Marine Corps um, certifications didn't mean anything in the real world. And so when we had to, we were doing something on the screen, and he named his computer Binary Bean. Binary 
means is computer language. And everybody started laughing. And me being fresh off the fucking boat from Ohio, I didn't know what bean meant. That is, and he was Hispanic, so he's kind of cracking fun at himself. He called himself the binary bean. Bean being a kind of a semi-derogatory term for Hispanics because they eat a lot of bean-based foods. Hence when um, no effects put out the CD, what was it, the Heeb? White trash, two Heebs, and a bean. Exactly, and the term beanie, because especially like if you go back and watch a lot of movies out of Cheech and Chong, for example, Chong Cheech wore that the beanie on his head all the time. So mm-hmm. I don't know if we can still call them beanies. So let's say sock hats, um, the Carhartt ones are blowing up. A lot of people, city slickers, if you will, people who don't do construction, the young cats, the preppies, whatever phrase you want. The mainstream kids are now wearing Carhartt stuff. And so what? a lot of the farmers and good old boys on, on Carhartt are getting a little distraught that their beloved on TikTok are getting a little distraught that their beloved Carhartt is now getting mainstream focus i'm sure carhartt loves it. they're put they're they're moving units but the, the country boys aren't too happy about it so i want to uh, talk and this is me i'm gonna i know where i came from just uh-huh. remember that i also believe that if you can't pick on your own mm-hmm. you can't pick on anybody else that being said that fucking accent makes me feel like i lost about 10 iq points my i don't have a problem with southern that. A- his southern accent oh no, fuck yeah. I, I, I just feel really? dumb yeah absolutely huh. i don't know what it is I, really? I, I, I don't. I, I must have some. He'll be Y'all, I've been giving a lot of thought to this Carhartt debacle, and I think I've reached one conclusion. Maybe because I, I still live in the dirty south. Start a new clothing line. Don't buy me at all. I think we're gonna have to have two different ones so we can tell who's who. This dude's like thirty. I think they need Carhartt and bless your heart. You know, and our slogans could be like calluses, common sense, Carhartt, and then it could be like, here's a better beanie. Bless your heart. It's funny. We I had this. I, one of the old companies you used to work for there, there was a guy from Texas that was a project manager. And he always busted wise. Mm-hmm. And he, he was great. He was hilarious. But one day I looked at him in front of the other project manager. And this is just when I was a, a, a journeyman out in the field. I said, you know what the problem is, Tim? He goes, what's that? Nothing's wrong with me in Southern, Mom. I'm allowed to pick on our own. <laughs> uh, I said, every time, because he's from Texas, I said, every time you talk, my IQ fucking drops listening to accent. And, oh, my God. The other guy just cracked up just because he wasn't expecting it. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a subordinate, you know, mm-hmm. and I was, I was trying to be funny. And again, that's what I was trying to be funny here, because if we can't pick on our own, if we can't identify our own flaws, like there are some people with southern accents that's so bad, either fiddles fell out of their mouth, or they need to be sub, or they need to be um, subtitled. No, see, I'm maintaining mine because I live down here and um, I'm living down here in the dirty south, so I maintain mine. I cannot find the theme song that you did not care for that I made for political shit show because it's about that time before we get in the news. I've been putting off as long as I can so we don't scare people away, but we've already kind of gotten it into it. Um. I cannot find. By the way, Kentucky wasn't a southern state; it was right in the middle. <laughs> but I can't find any help. Um, when Trump was running for, when Biden was running for office, what was yes. one of the main concerns from his opposition that might happen if he were to get elected and his longevity in office? I'm asking a question. I'm not over. making a statement. I, I glossed over. <laughs> Say that one more time. I am. I when Biden was running for office, yes. what was one of the major concerns that his opposition was saying of why we shouldn't elect him? 
Oh, that he was um, getting a little Alzheimer's going on. Maybe he was uh, not long for this world health-wise. And some people even explain that perhaps that was the, the plan, right? We get Harrison right. there. We get him in there. We wait eight months, say he's not suitable to fit, you know, suitable to serve. Kick him Correct. out of office. Harris becomes the new president, and we bring in a new vice president. And, of course, our media, they don't say anything. Yeah, it's the legacy media. Australia's starting to notice, though. Never before has the leader of the free world been so cognitively compromised. It's clear, to me at the least, that U.S. President Joe Biden is struggling with dementia and is clearly not up to the task he's been sworn in to do. This was apparent to many during the election campaign, but such was the hatred for Donald Trump by the partisan and poisonous mainstream media. They chose not to highlight anything that actually may have derailed a Biden victory. Even now, after he's been sworn in, many of them are still refusing to speak the truth about Biden's lack of capacity. It was quite telling that uh, while President Biden was playing Mario Kart and napping all of last weekend, Apparently, he had no official duties. His ambitious deputy, Kamala Harris, was telephoning foreign leaders. That's a novelty for a vice president. Now, this doesn't surprise me at all. I'm happy to see that someone's talking about it. Sadly, it's in Australia on their mainstream media. But I was talking to you about this. It'll be interesting because it, it will happen. And people knew it was going to happen before he got voted in. But how are they going to pull that off with a straight face? When that time comes, oh, he he's not mentally sufficient to serve. He's going to have to step down. And three-quarters of the country stand up like, uh, hello, we fucking called this a year ago. How are they going to pull that off with a straight face as if it wasn't the plan to begin with? Or do, will they care uh, at that point? The same way they've been pulling off with a straight face pre um change of power that the vaccinations need to be vetted before they put it into people's arms and now they're all about the same vaccines that was approved back when uh trump was still president yeah they just they'll just gloss they won't mention it that's mm -hmm. just it it'll just disappear the whole thought will disappear what are you talking about you know he unfortunately this was unforeseen and uh we need to take the steps necessary to ensure a, uh, a, a stable government in the United States of America while pushing forward the agenda and the promises President Joe Biden made. But he's already retracting his promises. Oh, yes, he is. He's already backing out of um, the, um, the college thing we've heard of. Um, he did follow through with his Keystone Pipeline. And, oh, by the way. How's those gas prices? Are you going to have to change vehicles yet? Oh, it's going to get worse. I don't know if you oh, heard, yeah. but he put a moratorium on drilling off of the Louisiana coast in the Gulf of Mexico. Now, is it true that he approved some new pipeline in uh, Afghanistan? Well, of course, because that doesn't affect us. Yeah, it's not in our backyard. Who cares? <laughs> Afghanistan's a shithole, so who cares? Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? But so for any of you, don't care. any of you who paid attention, all I don't know, eight years ago, this moratorium off the Louisiana coast may sound familiar because Obama did it, and he was a part of said administration. Now. Your views on whether or not we should drill in the Gulf of Mexico withstanding, hear me out, because I live on the Gulf of Mexico. 
do you remember what happened when we put said fourth moratorium under the Obama administration? I think uh, there's a country which seems to be really close. Two countries. Allegedly really close to Joe Biden uh, started started drilling and throwing their rigs out there. China and Russia were drilling out there because these moratoriums only affect our country because that is open water. Now. Who can you think of on a global scale that has less environmental protocols and standards than fucking China and Russia? Now, if you truly care about the environment, okay, (laughs) India, but they don't have the technology. If you truly care about the environment, okay, I'm going to do like I do with computers. People understand computers. I take computers out of the equation. Let's say you were concerned with the food being served at your kid's elementary school. And you decide, hey, we no longer want the current people. Stop sign pizzas anymore. We want to get rid of it. We're not going to stop somebody else from coming in and doing it, but we're just going to suggest you bring your your lunch from home. So you get rid of it. And then... um... And then Pizza Hut shows up. No. no. Fucking off the truck Tony and import ah, export shit. Steve show up. Yep. Now, they're not licensed. Not by the local health department. They don't care about health department standards and quality. They don't know about hold times, fucking temperatures and freezers. The difference between a freezer and a uh, refrigerator and maybe a little arsenic in there, but that's okay because that's okay where we're from. But it don't matter because you passed your policy to get rid of the existing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Would you rather have the existing that's regimented by the health department that have standards that are held to a higher level, higher than import export Steve and off the truck Tony when they show up with their shopping cart butane? It's the same thing. If you don't, if you're concerned about the environment, then the people you want drilling in the fucking Gulf of Mexico are United uh, States fucking based oil companies because we have the highest, if not the second highest. I don't know what's going on over in France. Yeah, we could sprinkle in a couple of European countries, but we're yeah. well, let's just say we're in the top five of the highest, most restrictive fucking countries out there when it comes to environmental standards. We're not going to drill, but we're going to let these guys come in and eh. They have a history just dumping crude oil in the fucking rivers. Well, I mean, look how <laughs> great they handle their environmental causes in their own countries. Exactly. It is a, a thing to behold. It is something that needs to set up on a mantle for the world to witness. It is so good. They don't need to be in the Paris Climate Accord. But we do. And But yet, there's been a study that came out. It was Harvard or somewhere that said, we don't need it because we're doing better than anybody else. But Orange Man's bad. He took us out. So that means Biden's got to put us back in. So now he's putting us back in to the the environmental bullshit. Look, I'm all about the environment, especially trash on the ground. There's one thing that goes through me like butter through a hot, hot knife through butter is seeing fucking trash on the ground. <sighs> I'm in the canals. If you guys were watching my YouTube video, um, one of my last ones, I did kayak and I was, Oh, here's a fucking tire in the river. Oh, there's a rear differential sitting up on the bank. Oh, you should go out to the desert sometime. I'm all about it too. Hence my point. 
If you truly cared about the environment, you would want the American oil companies out there drilling because that means no one else is doing it with no standards. You know what's amazing about going out to the desert? Just mm-hmm. right behind us, people dump stuff. Mm-hmm. This is stuff that bulk pickup picks up once every other week for free at your house. When I lived in Except California. Except for water softeners and any refrigerant. When I lived in California, be- Chad had a lifted F-250 with some off-road tires. They weren't huge. And we were heading up to go snowboarding one night after work, and there was a traffic accident. That mountain high? Um, yes, I think it, was, it may have been mountain high. Um, and there was a traffic accident. We're out in the desert. And we can see off into the horizon, all the way up the mountain, taillights. Well, shit, fellas. Do we want to sit here until fucking 2 in the morning, or do we want to go have some fun? We're surrounded by desert. We're in a lifted F-250 with off-road tires. Throw that bitch we in We may have had some entertainment-style um, additives in the car with us because we were going snowboarding after all. So we decided to get out and lock those bitches in the four-wheel drive and go have some fun in the desert. We were only having fun in the desert for about 15 minutes before we start hearing... And I think I still have a photo somewhere on my computer going back to 2001 when this happened with a cool 8 megapixel. There goes a $800 tire. We get out. Well, his dad owned a web hosting company and they were swimming in money, so it didn't hurt him none. But you know what we ran over out in the middle of the desert? Out in the middle of nowhere? A toilet. And said toilet broke. And a piece of ceramic punctured the sidewall of his off-road tire. And so we had to quickly drive to the nearest gas station and then put on a, what would normally be considered a standard 22-inch tire. Super donut. (laughs) Now it's a donut because this thing has off-road tires. Well, back then. Now he's in limp mode. Back then it would have been a normal, because we're old, and back in the day trucks came with standard with 13 to 15 inch rim. So this was a 15 inch rim put on a truck that had 22 inch rims with bigger tires or anyhow. No, that had like, I don't know, maybe 30 inch tires on it with the rims were, but anyhow, now he had a 15 inch rim with a regular tire. So the thing sat funny, but yeah, we just chose three legged dog chose to drive out in a random spot in the desert. And we ran through a trash heap. People just dumping shit out in the, out in the, out in the, um, because no one cares. Well, that, and they don't want to pay the fees, right? Speaking of web hosting, remember GoDaddy? Yeah, it wasn't Dana, uh, Danica Patrick on that. that uh, yes. GoDaddy. Now, GoDaddy, I remember all these commercials because I worked in the web hosting business back then. And I remember when GoDaddy started up. And we always laughed because GoDaddy would charge you inordinate fees to register domain names. I think the average cost back in 2000 was $7 a year. I think they were charging people back then twice the money, and their web hosting fees were through the roof. Well, you know, those ads are expensive, especially during the Super Bowl. But GoDaddy was owned, at least back then, by this rugged, rough-and-tumbled man's man. I'm a fucking man, and I'm unapologetic, which is great. That's where we all were back then. You're saying he was toxic masculinity? By today's standards, yes, and we're going to get to that. I think you're seeing where we're going with this whole conversation. And so GoDaddy had a series of commercials, and one of the first ones was this one. Kelly? Yes, I'd like to be on a commercial. And what will you be advertising? GoDaddy. Now, she stands up, she's got a halter top on, and she's probably got 
I don't know my bra sizes, but let's just say a double D. And it says go daddies across her tits. And as she's talking, one of the straps pops off because they're kind of making fun of the year before Super Bowl with the whole Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson thing. Oh my gosh. Her top just popped off. It said, and now the person on YouTube says this was a 2005 ad that was a spoof on the Janet Jackson 2004 Super Bowl wardrobe malfunction. Site where you can register .com names for only seven dollars and ninety-five cents a year. And then they go on to WWE wrestler Candace, uh, Candace Michael was the original GoDaddy girl. Danica Capat- Danica Patrick took over in 2006, and they're showing another one of her in the same style halter top. Obviously, her top wasn't as big, but their commercial is just her t- taking off her jackets and shit. Sides to go to There's the sexy side represented by Bar Raffaele, and the smart side that creates a killer website for your small business, represented by Walter. Together, they're perfect. Now, this was a Super Bowl ad that had a super hot chick, and this really Bar fat... Bar is hot. This little fat computer nerd with the white man's fro. He's probably 40 pounds overweight. And... These two made out on camera. Yeah, Seth Rogen on there? He looks like a young Seth Rogen. They make out on camera for probably a good 45 seconds. And I guess this, they took 45 takes. So this little nerdy kid got to make out her 45 times. Yeah, that's them making out. And so that, so they started getting their balls busted, right? All you, you know, you're exploiting women. And so this next ad they put out, they promised their next ad wouldn't be controversial. And it's just a bunch of jacked dudes like running around all oiled up in speedos, like straight from the gym, and a couple, you know, big muscle building women, and they're just they running around. Because they're unapologetic. And this video says this was one of the first ads after GoDaddy promised their spots would be less scandalous. And it's just a bunch of dudes running around in banana hammocks who are fresh from the gym. They're powerlifters, huge guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger style. And so you go daddy's ran by this unapologetic guy. He likes to shake things up because that's how you get views. He likes hot women because who doesn't? And so this is kind of becoming their brand. So then he puts out this next Super Bowl commercial, right? The following year. And you see an old uh, F-150 driving down the street and there's a bunch of puppies in the back. It hit a bump and a puppy flew out. Uh-oh. So the puppy starts chasing the truck. And it says, GoDaddy Super Bowl ad uh, was pulled after outrage on social media over animal abuse. Buckets. The puppy finds his way back to the farm. Here's the owner of the puppy. Buddy, I'm so glad you made it home. Because I just sold you on this website I built with GoDaddy. So she's happy to see the puppy, not because she wants him, because she just sold his ass. And so this is GoDaddy continuing. At least she's a real breeder. <laughs> yeah, right? At least they return <laughs> phone calls. And so here's GoDaddy continuing to stick it to people, right? Just sticking them, jabbing it to them. And this continues on for years. Now, I don't know if this gentleman retired. I don't know if GoDaddy got sold out. But being an old guy that I am and remembering these commercials, something popped up in my brain when I heard these new commercials from GoDaddy. Now they're showing all these millennials and it says we need a new generation of ideas on the screen. Old ideas, that's it. Calling anyone with grit. Change this, change that, but don't ever quit. 
yesterday's thinking is done. From a challenge, we never run. So keep pushing forward toward a better world for everyone. The future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Make a different future. Start different at GoDaddy.com. Now, I don't know if they started to see a decline in sales. I don't know if their new marketing people said, we need to get out ahead of the in this cancel culture to keep people from coming after us from our old advertisements. But yeah, they have completely done a 180, not a 360, because if you do a 360, you know, you're maintaining the direction you were going previously. So they did 180 and changed the direction that they were going. And they got these new line of commercials. Your idea is waiting to be seen. Put it all on display with a beautiful website from GoDaddy. Connect your social media and grow it all with insight. GoDaddy websites plus marketing. Start for free today at GoDaddy.com. So when it comes to GoDaddy, long are gone the days of the scandalous clad women or the intentionally semi-offensive commercials to, to rock the boat and to ruffle the feathers. Even GoDaddy in 21 has gone softer and more concerned about their public image and optics. Well, Bob, I don't think founder Bob Parsons has much to do with it anymore. Now they've got a chairman, Charles Robel, and a CBO, Aman uh, Bhutani. But what's interesting is they have bought a lot of companies mm -hmm. since 2012. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 as of the end of last year. So I am sure a lot of that has to do with it. Yep. Now, earlier I made reference to how my hypothesis is, is that um, people in these communities aren't talking about this shit, that it's being pushed by corporations. Actually, not even the corporations, but the people who pressure corporations to hire their services, mm -hmm. uh, the media and politicians. Now, anybody who's watched the show for any long period of time know that I'm a huge Coca-Cola fan. I collect Coca-Cola stuff. And I would be remiss if I didn't cover this. And this whole episode pains me that we have to get so much into this fucking mire because we try to be entertaining. And your screen just went green again, which is weird. But anyhow. Yours did the same thing a few minutes ago. Just a real quick flash. It must be a Zoom freaking out or maybe that computer's about to blow up. But anyhow. Um, no, it's, no, yours did the same thing. Maybe next week, next week's episode we'll try to go more lighthearted and comedy. But we, I just can't pass this stuff up i can't look past it but um coca-cola had a training seminar and you're mm -hmm. still green i don't know but yeah anyhow coca-cola had a training seminar that got leaked out um and here's the quick overview of it and then i got some detail on it so we got some breaking news an internal whistleblower who works for coca-cola leaked screenshots at the newest training coca-cola has rolled out to its employees and boy, oh boy, is it a doozy. I shit you not. Their training says try to be less white. The training hosted by Coca-Cola was done so via LinkedIn as part of their in-learning. And yes, the training is real. I pulled it up myself. The course is titled Understanding What It Means to Be White, Challenging What It Means to Be Racist. So let's take a look at a couple of the slides. Confronting racism. Understanding what it means to be white. Challenging what it means to be racist. To be less white is to... To be less white is to... Be less oppressive, arrogant, certain and defensive, ignorant. Be more humble. Listen and believe. Break with apathy and white solidarity. Basically sit down, shut up, and stop talking. Here's a good one. White people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white. This is great. In summary, be less white. 
I so, don't even think of race. Me neither. But so we, I, I found the website and it says Coca-Cola market employees go through a racism training that teaches the company's workers how to be, quote, less white. And there's even screenshots on here of the slides. Um, this seems like a blatant racial discrimination um, to this empl- uh, employment lawyer. They're, they're referencing a lawyer on this. Um, let's see. He responded that the post shared. So here's slide one. And he was talking about in that TikTok. To be less white is to be less oppressive. Oppressive towards what? Just giving me a headache. How is an employee at a corporation oppressive? Unless you're the boss and you're telling people to get their work done. But so apparently all white people are oppressive. Okay, fine, whatever. This was even more confusing. Be less arrogant. How do we assign race to arrogance? Or arrogance to race. That, that makes no sense to me. It doesn't compute. I think anybody who turns on any episode of The Real you, Housewives of fill in the blank. Have you met an Armenian before? They're pretty fucking arrogant. <laughs> well, what I was going to say, The Real Housewives of fill in the blank, they have snooty bitches from every race on these shows, depending yeah. on the dem- depending on if they're out of fucking Huntington Beach, L.A., Texas, Florida, you pick it, they have them all over the place. Every one of them chicks, regardless of their race, are arrogant assholes. So how arrogant has been tied to the race of white folk, I don't know. This one's even more confusing. Number three on the list is to be less certain. Jesus Christ, I'm riddled with uncertainty. (laughs) How could I be less certain? If I'm less certain, I won't leave my house. I think certainty is tied to not race, not whiteness, but more to people who do their homework, people who do their research. I'm certain that I want this done because I'm hiring you. I've done the research, the market research, and I need the job done this way because I'm certain this is how it needs to be done. So can we apply this logic to people with white guilt who are certain that all white people are racist? Yes, absolutely. Um, Number four, be less defensive. Please? I defensive now, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Okay. Moving on. Next. Be less ignorant. So you can't be certain, but you don't want to be ignorant either. Yeah, I was going to point that re- out. You can, so where do you reside? I mean, I've, I've met some pretty ignorant people that were pretty certain about their ignorance. So you're, you're saying to be indecisive is a way to be safe gotta be a waffle cone now couldn't one make the argument that it's racist to assume that people of a minority persuasion can't be certain about things in their life because if they're being certain then they're being white because it says on here in order to be less white you can't be certain so now, that would imply you, that if you're a minority and you're certain about something that you want, then that means you're being white. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what else you got? Be more humble. Because apparently white about? folk aren't humble at all. I've got a ton of humility on my end, but I'm pretty certain that that's true. Listen. In order to be less white, you have to listen. That means D-Train won't constantly ramble on and on and I could say something. Yeah, listen. 
Do you believe in anything? I believe that the sun comes up. At, oops, I'm sorry. The earth revolves around the sun? No, as a white person, you don't believe in anything because the, the number six on the list of how to be less white is simply says believe. Now, believe. I'm sure there is context to believe all these. what? Anybody who has seen a slideshow knows that these are just header topics. I'm sure this person went on agnosium for 15 minutes under each one of these subtitles, and we don't have that context because these were basically photos that were stolen. Break with apathy. Yeah, we grew up in an apathetic generation, so I don't think For this going to happen. those are playing along at home, Gordon, what is the definition of apathy? I don't care. I don't think anything's going to happen right. But according to this list, if you're certain about stuff... How can you be apathetic at the same time? You're white. If you're ignorant... You're white. But if you're apathetic, you're white. So if you can't be apathetic, you can't be ignorant, and you can't be certain, what does that leave? Well, what's interesting, and this is what's counterintuitive about that whole argument, apathy is when you lack motivation to do anything or just don't care about what's going on around you. Apathy can be a symptom of mental health problems. So they think we're all uh, mental health or have Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. Hey, Joe. President Joe, you may want to look up apathy. And often lasts a long time and may uh, and you may lack the desire to do anything that involves thinking or your emotions. He did it again. Caused trouble. Hurt someone's feelings. Yet he didn't want to do oh, it. Yes, troublesome people are often people in trouble. They may be mentally ill. Find out how you can help. Write Better Mental Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. But isn't apathy the exact opposite of certainty? The whole thing is full of dichotomy. And break with white solidarity, which makes sense. Okay. Now this is the time where I say I hold my beer. (laughs) There is Eastside Community High School in New York City. Principal Mark Freeman has reportedly sent out a survey to white parents asking them to identify their level of whiteness. So I, I I stumbled upon this through the Hodge twins, and mm-hmm. now I am reading the New York Post. Which, article. by the way, are two African American conservatives who've been deplatformed from everything but YouTube. Their TikTok exactly. channel was closed down. Their Facebook pages were closed down. So the city public school principal is asking parents to reflect on their whiteness, passing out literature that extols terms such as white traitors who dismantle institutions education uh, officials had confirmed to the post. So I want to read a couple of these identifiers. Number one, white supremacists. The definition clearly marked white society that preserves names and values white superiority. The next one is a little confusing. Which, by the way, the Hodge twins, two African-Americans, pointed out the fact that in a country where 70% of the population is made up of Anglos, it kind of makes sense that you would have a lot more stuff named after white people than people of other races, but go ahead. The, this one confused them too, although they've used the term what wrong. What the fuck's white bucket. voyeurism? White voyeurism. Is that, that where you go around staring what, at white people? You don't challenge white supremacists, desires non-whiteness because it's interesting, pleasurable, so anybody who's white who listens to hip-hop, you may be in trouble, uh, seeks to control the consumption and appropriation of non-whiteness. So if like you're into um, anime, 
he may be a little bit of trouble. Um, and, and fascination with culture, such as consuming black culture without the burden of blackness or being black. Now, so that means hold on, we got to go back Stop. to listening to straight up hillbilly music, buddy. Oh, we are doing it. So, living in a nation where 70% is made up of white folk. Right, wrong, or indifferent, it is what it is. But the highest paid athletes are African-American. You cannot deny the fact that the highest sold music is either hip-hop or R&B persuasion. The highest, most paid afternoon talk show until she started her own TV station, Oprah Winfrey. If we follow number two, which some may argue would actually encourage segregation, All those, those, where we those. mind our own P's and Q's, and yep. we only consume stuff put out by people of our own race. Seems pretty racist. Well, not only is it racist, but you're potentially asking us to take money away from the highest paid athletes because we can no longer watch those sports because, according to this, we're not allowed to. Boy, there'd no be a longer, lot of unsold Jordans out there. We can we would no longer allowed to be listened to white, I mean, hip-hop music unless it's Eminem or fucking uh, oh, But NF he probably is a white voyeurist. Because it's produced by an African-American. And he's... And um, so the hip-hop community would lose all their money. Mm-hmm. You know the amount of people who would be affected industries. because now we're not allowed to. I thought going back to your previous statement when you're quoting Martin Luther King, I thought the end goal to end racism is to treat people like people. We're all the same. We experience each other's life and culture on a mm-hmm. level playing field. I enjoy the music you put out. I pay for said music. I and I help financially put you in a position so you can make more of that music I enjoy or that art or that sport or whatever and we all get along and we all live amongst each other. But according to this, we're not allowed to do that because we don't understand the struggle. So they're basically well, wanting to reincorporate segregation. I got six more to go. Go ahead. Next is white privilege. White privilege make critique supremacy but a deep investment in questions of fairness slash equality under the normalization of whiteness and the white rule sworn goal of diversity which i'm not a lawyer none of that makes any sense to me me neither so i'm gonna move on to white benefit but let me just point out real quick i live in florida i own a house yes the house next to me to the right Cubans. Yep. The house to me to the left, second generation Mexicans. The house behind me, second generation Mexicans. The house behind me that way is an African American and a white couple. The house across the street for them, third generation Hispanics. The house down at the end of the road, I'm not sure what their ethnic persuasion is they're middle eastern my point is we all got jobs we all live in the same fucking neighborhood so what is this white privilege i don't know maybe the white privilege is you gotta be careful here is is seeing your adopted hispanic 
daughter going down the street with a big white sack of sand over her shoulder. You mean the? You, you know, mean, people had to you, question that. You mean my Hispanic daughter carrying a a, a forty pound sack of sand that looks like a kilo of coke? No, I thought yeah. about it. No. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so moving on, the white benefit is sympathetic to a set of issues, but only in private. Won't speak or act on solidarity and publicly because benefiting through whiteness in public. Some POCs in this category as well. Then we're going to go on to you know white POC stands for, right? Uh, what's that? You know what POC stands for? I have no people idea. of people color. People of color, yes. Uh, white confessionals, some exposure to whiteness takes place. But as a way of being accountable to persons of color after seek validations from said person of color. Then you've got white critical. They take on broad critiques of whiteness and invest in exposing and making the white regime refuse to back complicit with the regime, complicit with the regime, whiteness speaking back to whiteness. And then you've got white traitor actively refuses complicity names what's going on intention to subvert white authority and tells the truth at whatever cost need to dismantle the institution. And then you've got the white abolitionist charging institution dismantling whiteness and not allowing whiteness to reassert itself. That right there is Coca-Cola. That last one. Now, you're asking, what's the point? The point is they're teaching this, <laughs> actively handing this out in schools in New York. <laughs> if this list was made for any oh. other race, any other, I'm sorry, I hate you even use it, any other culture, and it was created by a person that is not of color, yeah, a transparent person, maybe a purple person, uh, there'd be a problem. It's just... The we're, double standards are absolutely... We're going off the fucking deep end, and I don't know why or how... I don't think it's just coming back. Let me clean your palate before we go into the news. Thank God, yes. South Dakota legislators seek to nullify Biden's executive orders. <laughs> uh, South Dakota's legislators in, introduced a South in the South Dakota House of Representatives... Uh, to get to seek the state attorney general the authority to review executive orders from President Joe and potentially nullify any order they deem unconstitutional. H, uh, HB 1194 was introduced by Republican State Representative Aaron uh, Alward. The legislation is described to act to authorize the review of certain executive orders issued by the President of the United States. Long story short, and we've talked in the past about the importance of federalism. Um, South Dakota is going to use the same rules that California, Oregon, Nevada, Ohio, and other countries have used to legalize marijuana, even though the federal government still sees it as a class one scheduled narcotic. And so basically what they're saying is any policy that he passes using his um, executive orders, because he's up like 28 now, that would have impact or affect any South Dakota citizen in a way that would inflict or um, it would conflict with their constitutional rights. They're, they won't support or allow federal agents to support in their state. And on that same note, Texas, and I so hope Florida does the fucking same. Florida probably will, but Texas is uh, 
created a, a bill to become the first Second Amendment sanctuary state. So that if I thought Kentucky was a, a sanctuary state. It, I thought they did a whole thing where you can just carry now, no license at all. No, meaning that if Biden and D.C. push through their um, AR bill and ban ARs, it won't it won't apply in Texas. Yeah, well, I'm hoping that's the case. And um, way, we all may be moving to Texas. Yeah, the way Florida's going, we we I won't be surprised if we follow suit. But are you ready to start the news? Because we're running long. Because yeah, let's get mild down and all this anti-white shit. Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? I was doing great until the AP decided uh, to crash. So I've got some local stories. Uh, they're going to be quick ones since we are running long. Um, Las Vegas police over the last year has seen a 30% increase in carjackings and auto burglaries. And they are saying a big, the most, a lot of the offenders are as young as 14 to 15 years old. And, and, and it's a lot of it's because they're at home and they're bored. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do. Um, just on the news yesterday, local Cape Coral cat, 19 year old kid in Cape Coral, just arrested for breaking in, I think seven cars on FGCU campus. Hmm. One thing we have to do as a community is get, around these kids they're not in school they got a lot of free time i'm thinking they're not wanting to play grand theft auto anymore i'm thinking they want to live action the shit out yep. uh ha says that uh area command this is Summerlin near us it has intervention officers at at, at risk youth he said they uh, need to make sure they're getting services they needed they, these kids are doing these crimes uh that they have you know there has to be a way of getting them into support networks that are positive Positive role models and having positive role models so they're not doing this. Does so, any of that actually work, though? Probably not. I mean, think about when you're – I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we were young. Um, and, part, of the, saying, part of the quote-unquote ingredients of being cool is bucking the system and not doing what you're asked to do by authority figures. And it looks like the main hours this is going on is between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. Surprise, surprise. You can't blame that on lack of school because they'd be out of school those times of day anyhow. Exactly. But needless to say, it's been spiking in town. Um, and all I got to say is a kid better not come with them, or anybody better not come up to my car. Anyway, it is def. So we, we've heard of people spitting in food, right? Yeah. Well, this has happened uh, at a local McDonald's here in Vegas. Uh, it's the kind of thing you've heard about, but it's actually happening to this person. Uh, check this out. So this mom and they go into the single being single mom and, and broke and trying to make ends meet. But anyway, she said she, uh, she went out to, um, to go to McDonald's and she went to order her food and, uh, said, Hey, I'd like to get a coffee. I sugar French vanilla latte to be exact. But that day when she was uh, going through her order, the employee cut her off halfway through the order and said that and when she said she's not done ordering, she wanted to order her drink. She goes, well, it's too late to order. So this uh, sassy person back there in, uh, in McDonald's cut her off. And basically, I'm thinking it was right up to the time where they're getting ready to close. So, nope, can't order anymore. Yeah, got my pre-close done. I mean, goddamn, if I want to stay an extra 15 minutes because you need a nice latte. That's exactly what it was because they have to grind that shit up in that loud ass mm -hmm. machine that now makes it impossible to enjoy a meal at McDonald's in the dining room because all you hear is. Mm -hmm. 
But she got, she finally got it. She talked to the manager, but when she got it and she drank it, she felt the texture. It's a slimy jelly like texture in her mouth. Kind of reminiscent of when she spends time with the husband. <laughs> and you know, that was definitely not coffee. <laughs> so, uh, her coffee contained mucus and saliva, and uh, she and basically she gave it back to the management. That's management. Gross. Uh, so Channel Thirteen had reached out. Uh, they said they didn't talk to him except they did release a hey this this person's no longer here. Did she demand yeah. satisfaction? Uh, she demanded money. Yes. So uh, she she bulked at the first offer, which was like five hundred dollars, and then a thousand dollars. I think she still bulked at. But needless <laughs> to say. The local McDonald's operator came back and says our number one priority is always the health and safety of our customer. This is boilerplate stuff. When we learned of the incident, we took appropriate steps necessary to investigate the matter and immediately contact the local health authorities. Uh, the employee in question is no longer with our organization. Now, what is interesting is McDonald's reached out to Southern Nevada Health District. So to work in a restaurant in this town or grocery store, mm-hmm. anything with food, you have to have a health card. Sure. So they basically tell them the health district to pull that that former employee's health card. Which so uh, even if hey, you work at McDonald's, you got to health have a health. Yeah, card? anything you have to have a health card and get a get a healthy shot. The reason I laugh, not to digress from your news, but uh, real quick, I have a client who used to be a paralegal in her younger days. Mm-hmm. And for those you don't know, most of the lawyers hire someone else to write up all the legal documents. And so, even if as a paralegal you don't go to law school, you kind of if you do it long enough, you kind of learn laws because you're the one researching and writing up the papers mm-hmm. that get sent out. And so she used to work in New Jersey and she knows all the laws when it comes to harassments and this and that. And something happened where she started getting a letter from her cell phone provider and a major cell phone manufacturer about her not returning a certain model of an Apple phone. Now she didn't know she had never owned a, the model of an Apple phone but they kept sending her an invoice for not returning said Apple phone. Mm-hmm. And she replied to them that I'd never owned this model before. Here's the uh, models I've owned. Here's all my receipts, yada, yada, yada. And they kept sending her invoices with late fees and this, that, and the other thing. Long, long story short, she got herself a lawyer. And the lawyer said, we're going to, they proved that provided evidence that she never owned that cell phone and got the company on harassment charges <laughs> and basically charged them an X amount of money for every count. And long story short, the cell phone provider and the manufacturer just settled out of court with her and is cutting her a check for $12,000. There you go. Cause she knows got, how to get through it all. I'm going to hurry this along. Um, so Florida, they may be uh, cracking down on the type of uh, reptiles you can buy. Good, because that shit so, ends out in the fucking Everglades, and then we have to pay. We got to pay yes, swamp exactly. folk and money to kill them. That's what they're trying them. to prevent uh, with uh, the sale of vases species such as tegus and pediguanas. Yes, um, Cape Coral is full of iguanas, and Lehigh and uh, Alva are full of um, veiled chameleons now. Mm-hmm. Because they get out and they reproduce, and both of them are invasive species. Well, the lizard and snake keeper says prohibiting trade and is regulatory overreach. They say banning certain species from commercial activities won't solve the invasive 
reptile problem because some of these animals, like the green iguanas and pythons, are way past the point of containment. Oh, it's already a fucking shit show. So, hey. Yeah, there's already oil in the soil. Why well, pass environmental laws? Let's just bring China in and let them. <laughs> let Russia and China come take care of it. But we can't do it. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I have. Uh, my news feed went down today, so. This concludes the evening news, and now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. Well, we ran a little long. Um, Yes. Here's my promise for you guys. Next week, we'll lay off all the horrible stuff, and we'll try to bring you a more entertaining, lighthearted show, because I know after you listen to all this shit all week long, but some of the stuff I don't know if anybody covers. Anybody talks about We need to work through it ourselves and try to understand. I don't know. I just, I feel if no one talks about it with the exception of a few places, then no one, you know, you have to shine a light on the, the shitty stuff in order to get changes made. And I don't know, man. It's just things are getting batshit silly out there. Sketchy. But anyhow, thank you guys so much for uh, hanging out with us for another episode of the What's Your Head podcast. As always, please head over to d-410.com, click on that Patreon link, sign up for the YouTube page, the Digital 410 and the Analog 410. And if you click on the social media page, you will find links to all of our Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, etc., etc. Thank you guys so much. And as always, we will see you guys next Monday with a more lighthearted show. Thank you guys so much. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>